Welcome to Living the Jesus Way, Real Faith in Real Life. Hey everybody, Pastor Dave here. In a recent episode, we began looking at the rapture. We looked at the biblical passages that clearly tell us that the rapture is going to happen. But the interesting thing is, and the hot button issue is, when is it going to happen? And it amazes me, all of the podcast and post and Facebook, YouTube, you name it, uh, on social media platforms, everybody trying to figure out the when. And it's clear in the Word of God about the when, the timing. We don't know 100% for sure when the rapture is going to take place. So I want to help you with that. Uh, we looked at several key passages that tell us it is going to happen. Just refresh your memory in case you didn't tune in to that episode. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 and 14, 2 Corinthians 5, 8, John 14, 1 through 3, and 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52. Now listen, all of those, without a doubt, tell us that it is going to happen. Most Christians believe that it is. But again, the hot button issue is when is the rapture going to take place? And it's caused all kinds of, it's a hot potato issue. And when it comes to uh, the church and when it comes to God's people, there's differing views. And, he, and there's good Christians in each one of these four views that I'm going to uh, introduce to you in this episode. Good and faithful Christians, they hold to each of these views. We have the post-trib view, we have the mid-trib view, we have the pre-trib and the pre-wrath tribulation view. And so I want to unpack each one of those. And as I do, I want to encourage you to keep an open mind and be uh, and be open to change your view if further evidence as you study the scriptures convinces you that a different view is more accurate than maybe what you were believing. I've been there and done that after years of studying this. My position on this has changed. Uh, it's I've become more, I believe, correct because of the weight of the scriptures as I've studied it that has convinced me of that. And I'll share with you at the end uh, where I am in the views. So after you study and examine each one, let me encourage you to hold to the one you believe in the strongest. That's the key and is more biblically accurate in your mind and your heart. So let's look at each view, four of them. Again, pre-trib rapture view, the mid-trib rapture view, the post-trib rapture view, then the pre-wrath rapture view. Now I'm going to give you some main scriptures that are used to support each view. And again, I remind you, Good and faithful Christians can be found to believe in, in each one of these views. So first of all, let's look at the post-trib rapture view. That is the view that is believed by some that the rapture will happen at the end of the seven-year period, what we've called the tribulation period, even though the scripture does not refer to it as that. The Antichrist will start the seven-year period and will confirm a peace treaty with the nation of Israel, and that will start the clock ticking on those seven years. And then at the midpoint, three and a half years or 12, 1,260 days, the Antichrist is going to break that covenant. 
But many who hold to this post-trib rapture believe that God's wrath is going to be poured out for the whole seven years. That's key to this view. Then the rapture is going to happen at the end of the seven years. Now, some who hold to this view uh, believe that God's wrath is only the second half of the seven-year period. But they still believe the rapture will happen here at the end. And some even believe that God's wrath is a shorter period of time. But the truth, but what they believe is the rapture will happen at the end of the seven years. Now, why do they believe that? Well, several reasons. They believe that the scripture confirms that uh, Christians will experience the tribulation. And they use uh, verses, two verses in particular that I think of right now, Acts 14, 22. Uh, that verse says, through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. And so they use that verse. And then they use Romans 12, 12 that says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. <clears throat> Excuse me. They also will footnote some passages in Revelation that show there are Christians who are alive during the seven years. So that must mean, therefore, the rapture has not happened yet. Now, most post-tribbers that I've encountered believe and hold to the fact that the church will experience the period of judgment and that God will protect us through the trials. They will use Revelation 3.10 in particular. You remember one of the letters that Jesus wrote to the seven churches in Revelation. This was written to the church of Philadelphia, where Jesus said, because you have kept my word, about patient perseverance, I will keep you from the hour of testing. There's the key phrase for the post-tribbers that is coming upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. So when God's wrath is poured out, the post-trib view is that he will protect Christians during that time. That's the post-tribulation rapture view. Now, some think that there is a predictability problem with the post-trib view. Why? Because if we know when the Antichrist signs the covenant with the nation of Israel, all you got to do is count forward seven years or 2,520 days, and then we would know the day of the rapture. But that creates an issue because Jesus said in Matthew 24, 36, that no one knows the day or hour. The other issue with this view is the populating of the millennium, the thousand years. In Matthew 25, 31 through 46, Jesus says he's going to separate the sheep from the goats based on how they treated their brothers and that the sheep are invited directly into the millennial kingdom in their mortal, unresurrected bodies. So the Bible tells us that some during the seven-year period will survive and become believers and go into the millennium with a thousand years with unresurrected bodies. So here's the problem with the post-trib view. If the rapture happens at the end of the seven years and then he comes right back down, there would be not be anybody left to go into the millennium, right? So that creates a little bit of a problem with the post-trib rapture view. Now, a little side note, and I must mention at this point, 
It's interesting that these mortal believers, according to the scripture, will marry and bear children during the millennial kingdom. And God says people are going to live to be hundreds of years old. Oh, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? That's the way it was back in the Old Testament days. In fact, anyone who dies at less than 100, as scripture indicates, is going to be considered an infant. Brother Dave, where do you get that? Isaiah, I get that. Verse chapter 65, I believe it's verse 17 and following, says this. No longer whether being an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who doesn't live out his days, for the youthful die at the age of 100, and the one who does not reach the age of 100 will be thought accursed. So there we have the prophecy in Isaiah that tells us that during the thousand years Jesus rules and reigns on the earth, people will live to be hundreds of years old again. That's the post-tribulation view. Let's move on to the mid-trib view. That is the view, the mid-tribulation view, that the rapture will take place in the middle of the seven-year period. So you have the Antichrist who signs a covenant with the nation of Israel. That kick-starts the seven-year period. And then at the midpoint, three and a half years in, if you remember, the seven years is divided into three and a half years and three and a half years. So at the midpoint of the first three and a half years, he will break that covenant. He will go into the temple and say to the world, I am God. And Christians who hold to this view believe that God's wrath is only in the second half. So the rapture must happen here. Some of the passages that they will use are Romans 5, 9. It says, Paul says, much more than having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved, here it is, from the wrath of God through him. Apostle Paul also tells us in 1 Thessalonians 1.10 that we will not face the wrath of God. He says in that verse, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, that is Jesus, who rescues us from the wrath to come. They will use 1 Thessalonians 5, 9. Again, we're talking about good Christians, faithful Christians who believe in the mid-trib view. They will use 1 Thessalonians 5, 9. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So you've got those whole, those who hold to this view believe the wrath is only the last three and a half years. So the rapture happens before that. And they will also use Revelation 3.10. Because you have kept the word of my perseverance, Jesus says, I also will keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Now, if this view is correct, and again, none of these views, 100%, for sure, is correct. If this one is correct, that the wrath of God will not be poured out until the midpoint of Daniel's 70th week or seven-year period, tribulation period, we refer to it, then that would remove God's people before the wrath of God. Thus, it solves the issue of us removed before God's wrath. It also allows time for other people to get saved 
after the rapture. And so they would go into the millennium in their mortal, unresurrected bodies. But this view, like the post-trib view, still has a predictability problem. Some would say that all you have to do then is to go to the time the Antichrist signs the peace agreement with Israel, count forward 1,260 days or three and a half years, and you would then have the rapture. But again, Jesus said, no one knows the day or the hour. So you cannot predict when the rapture will come. So why don't we stop trying to predict it? And yes, there are several scriptures that talk about some events that are going to start at the midway point of the seven-year period. Let me take a moment and address those just briefly, because I'm going to come back to that in a future broadcast. Because there are, there are several events that are going to start at the midway point of the seven-year period, but none that specifically indicate that the rapture will happen at the midpoint. You're not going to find a scripture passage or verse that indicates that specifically. A lot of Christians hold to this view again. Good, faithful Christians. Okay, we got two views down. Let's go to the last two. Number three, the pre-tribulation rapture view. Oh my, this is the most popular view out there. It's one that's being taught the most. Christians who hold to this view actually believe Jesus is going to come at two different times. One is the secret coming of the rapture before the seven-year period. The second time, they believe, is Jesus' physical coming seven years later at the Battle of Armageddon. So this view is that the rapture will happen before the Antichrist signs that covenant with Israel. And at the midpoint, as we've already talked about, he'll break that covenant. Now, the Christians who hold to this view believe we'll be up in heaven during the seven-year period, or what is called the tribulation period. And we're going to be going through the judgment seat of Christ during the seven-year period, as recorded in 2 Corinthians 5.10. Let me just remind us, those of us who are in Christ Jesus, that is not a judgment heaven or hell. That's already been taken care of if we put our trust and our faith in Jesus, the blood that he shed on the cross for your sins and my sins. Uh, we have already been judged. Jesus took care of that judgment on the cross. But God will look at our life at this judgment seat of Christ. And he will see what we've done for him in serving the Lord. And our rewards will be determined by that and how we will serve him in the millennial kingdom. Don't miss that. That's the judgment for those of us who are true followers of Jesus Christ. So this is important for this view that God's wrath is poured out the entire seven years. Therefore, the rapture has to happen before the tribulation period. And then Jesus comes back at the end of the seven years. Again, this is the most widely held view. Why is it the most widely held view? Well, we have thanks to uh, Tim LaHaye, who, and I'm going to show you out of two of his books. You know, of course, he wrote the Left Behind series, and then a movie was produced uh, based on that Left Behind series, based on this view, the pre 
pre-tribulation view. It is the most popular handbook of the rapture out there. And I want to point out there are two, two, two pictures or two charts in that book. And I invite you to go get you a copy of that. I think you can get a copy, even a Kindle copy, that show that we are now living in the church age. And it has the rapture before the seven-year period, the pre-rapture, tribulation rapture view. And at the end of the seven years, Jesus' physical return. But here's what I want you to note. If you go there, it has these verses in this chart. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, and John 14, 1 through 3. These verses talk about that there will be a rapture, but there is nothing in them about the when or the timing of the rapture. There's also another picture that shows some other verses that we've already looked at that clearly tell us that the rapture will take place, but does not tell us, indicate specifically when the rapture will happen. So I, I share that to say this, those who hold to this view will use these verses to support their belief. Romans 5, 9, same verse as these other views we've looked at. Since we have been set free from our sin by the blood of Jesus, we are going to be rescued from the wrath of God. And again, as in other views, they use 1 Thessalonians 5, 9. For God has not destined us for wrath. And Revelation 3, 10. Because you have kept my perseverance, I will keep you from the hour of testing. They believe the hour of testing is the whole seven years. Thus, they believe that the, that the rapture is going to take place before the seven-year period. This is called the pre-trib rapture view. One more view, the pre-wrath rapture view. And that is the belief that the rapture will happen sometime in the second half of the 70th week. We just don't know exactly when. It could be in the early part of that. It could be in the latter part of that. Some Christians who hold to this view believe God's wrath is just some portion of the second half of the seven-year period and also the 30 days. Let me say that again so you grasp it. Some Christians hold to this view believing that God's wrath is just some portion of the second half of the seven-year period and including the 30 days. And it's interesting, the same passages used by other views, this view, people who follow this view, believe in this view, use also Romans 5, 9, we shall be saved from the wrath of God. 1 Thessalonians 1, 10, they just see God's wrath as being at the end of seven years. We're to wait for Jesus who rescues us in the wrath to come. God is not destined us for wrath, as that verse says. So we have the pre-trib view, let's review, the mid-trib view, the pre-wrath view, and the post-trib rapture view. And again, there are good and faithful Christians who hold to all four views. Next time, I want to look at what unites us with these four views, because unfortunately, most of the time, it brings division within the body of Christ, the church, and among Christian circles. 
And so I want us to, before we even talk about what what is divides us about these views, but next time I want us to talk about what unites us. Because in each of these, there's not 100% certainty. None of these can be proven with 100% certainty. Thank you for being with me, for listening. Please follow my podcast. If you haven't subscribed, I'd love for you to subscribe on the link above and also to begin to follow. And give me some topics you would like to hear in the future. And be sure and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, shalom, peace, and joy be yours in the Lord.